0: And there's a lot of work that's happening and I've heard that there might be some deer hunters out there and, and they like this time of the year. I don't know if you see me up in a tree, it's because somebody's chasing me. That's the only reason I'd be up there. But the children of Israel were working in the field. I want you to understand this morning that the enemy in our lives does not care if you have a seed. He does not care if you plant the seed and you take care of the soil and you water it daily. He doesn't care about that. But what he does care about is your harvest. His desire is to destroy your harvest. You can have your seed. You can sow your seed. You can do everything you want to do. But I will tell you, the enemy desires to destroy your harvest. We have to know this morning that the enemy's plan has never changed It's never changed. But I believe this. I believe the church of the living God, hear me, I said the church of the living God. I'm not talking just about abounding grace, I'm talking about the church. Who's the church? We are the church. We are the church. I believe the church of the living God is about ready to encounter the greatest harvest season that is ever seen in the entirety of the church. Amen. And this morning I need you to know that if that's the case, and I believe that it is, that there is an enemy that is going to fight us harder than he's ever fought us before. We should not be surprised if that's the case that there's going to be a fight. It is not a fight for our lives. Hear me. The devil should have taken me out when he could have, but he's he's got too, it's over for him and me. That ship has sailed. That trip has been taken. But his desire is if he can't take me out is to take the harvest out that is in my life. You say, what type of harvest, Pastor? Are you sowing uh, corn? No, I'm not talking about corn today. The only place I get corn is Walmart. Some of you get it. I'm talking about the harvest this morning. The harvest of souls and lives that we have poured into, that we've sown seed into, that we've helped and we've walked along the way. I believe those people that we thought were so far from God, that would never come to know who He is, that we continue to plant seed in. God is going to bring a harvest of lost souls into the kingdom. And I want you to know that if there's a harvest, there will be a fight. We get so busy thinking about the harvest that we forget to keep our priorities right. We get so busy doing that we forget what we're doing it for. And when we get to the place where our priorities are messed up, where everything goes wrong, the enemy will attack us unprepared. But I have news this morning. We're still in a fight. Look at your neighbor say, we're still in a fight. We're still in a battle, and just because the enemy doesn't show up today doesn't mean the fight's over. It means he's looking for the moment to come and mess with you. He's waiting for the moment to come and attack you. And so understand today, just because you're having a good day doesn't mean the devil's not coming to get you. And so the good news is we're victorious over the enemy. We don't need to be uh, ignorant of his plan, though. funny, I look on my notes and I smile because I'm like, that's good, and I remember I wrote that with the Lord today, or this week, not today. But if the enemy is fighting, and if the enemy is battling me, that must mean that there's something that he's trying to take. So this morning, if the fight has been harder than it has ever been, that must mean you are closer to the harvest than you've ever been. If the battle is getting more weary and more tiresome than it's ever been, and it's becoming so intense like you've never seen before, that must mean that there is a breakthrough that is coming on the other side of this thing, because if not, the enemy would not be fighting you. Something good must be there for the enemy to want to take it. So we understand the enemy came when the pea patch was full and ready for harvest. Second thing is the enemy came to the field for a few reasons. First, there was a strategic location. Also, if they came and took the field, there would be a lack of food, which would bring weakness to the children and the people of Israel. And the weakness would bring starvation. How many know if you don't eat, you get hungry? All right, some of y'all get hangry, I know. I know this. And so not only will it bring starvation, but the enemy came also to show dominance and to bring fear to the people. The Philistines, when they took over a field, they would go into the field, and they wouldn't just take the crops and take them, back, take, take them back. They would trample the field. They would trample all the crops. They would destroy them, crushing them. Because they knew if the people didn't eat, they would become weak. Ooh, I'm going to go ahead and say that thing. We wonder why we can't make it week to week. It's because people aren't eating spiritually like they should. I don't have time to get in my word. I wonder why you're weak. I don't have time to go to church on Sunday. I wonder why you're weak. I don't have time to get committed to prayer. I wonder why you're weak. Listen, the enemy's plan has not changed. Whether it's a Philistine or whether it's the enemy of our soul today, the enemy's plan is to get us weak from not, even, not eating food. That was free, thank you, Lord. But it would weaken the people, and they would become dependent on the enemy as their source rather than the seed that they had planted and what God was trying to provide. Help me. The attack of the enemy in our lives is very much the same today because we can... Depend on what God gives us. Or we get to the place where we start depending on what the enemy can provide for us. And we become weak and we get to a place where we turn to the devil as our source. You say, Pastor, I would never do that. Well, let me help you today. When we fail to give to God generously and faithfully. We're saying we trust what the world gives us rather than what God has for us. It got quiet in this house today. That's all right. That's okay. Because we live in fear that God can't provide rather than knowing that everything that I have need of, he's already provided. Amen. We have faith in our jobs. We have faith in a government that has to have a vote to keep the lights on in the country. We have faith in all these things that they're going to provide our check. And they're going to provide our Social Security. They're going to provide our retirement. Rather than understanding the only reason I've got a check is because I have breath. And the only reason I have breath is because God has given to me daily. And the same God that gives me breath is the same God that will provide for me. Hmm. Many have allowed the enemy to come in and destroy their family, destroy their finances, and destroy their future by becoming dependent on the one that desires destruction for their lives. Think about that. You say, well, pastor, I, I, don't, like the, I don't let the devil in my house. I'm not even going to watch what you watch on TV or ask what you watch. I'm not going to ask what you look at on the Internet. I'm not going to ask how you treat your finances. Say, Pastor, you going to take an offering? Yep, at the end of service, just like we always do. This isn't about that. This is about understanding today. When we choose not to do, we are inviting the enemy to have. As followers of Christ, I said Followers. Not just to not just believe. How many know what believers are? I believe, but just because I believe doesn't mean I follow. Followers of Christ, as followers of Christ, we must understand today. We must know that regardless of the situation, regardless of the issue, regardless of the location, regardless of how we feel, that God's word says we are the head and not the tail. We are above and not beneath. We are. Somebody say, I am. I am a child of God. And if I am a child of God, I have nothing to fear. Mm. So this morning, talked about the enemy, but there was a guy. His name was Shamma. Somebody say "Shamma." Shammah. And Shammah, I don't know much about Shammah because the Bible really doesn't talk much about him. But Shammah, rather than running, the Bible says, stood in the middle of the pea patch. And he stands in the middle of the pea patch and he looks at the army of the Philistines and he says, This is the the, the, the Pastor Steve version, I'm not going anywhere. By the grace of God, I'm gonna take you out. You say, Well, Pastor, that's awful brave. I don't know if you got into that. Here's what he said: I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna leave this place. And when we are in the middle of a battle and this fight is not, let me say it again, we're in the middle of a battle and this fight is not going to be over until Jesus returns. Hmm. You gotta fight. Somebody say, you gotta fight. And the enemy is fighting on every hand, every side. And God is looking for some people that will stand in the middle of a pea patch and declare when the enemy comes like a flood, whether it's just me standing there or everybody's with me, that I'm going to stand here and I'm going to fight. Mm. Because some things are worth fighting for. Look at your neighbor say, some things are worth fighting for. God's looking for some people that will stand up and say, You can't have this pee patch. You can't take my future. You can't have my family. You see, because here's what happened. When the enemy came for a fight, what they found first was, when they first showed up, is they seen the backsides of the people of Israel running. The people didn't care enough about the field. They didn't care enough about the future. They didn't care enough about their families to stay and fight. It's important until it's not important anymore. It's a priority until it's not a priority anymore. I heard someone say this one time. They said, uh, they, they were telling a story about a man who was talking about church, and he said, you know, I don't think church needs to be very loud. I don't think church needs to be very vocal. I think it needs to be a very inward, very in- internal decision, a very internal process. And how many know are, are growing up in the grace of God and, and, and maturing in our salvation? That is a, a personal thing, but I, I'm not afraid to praise God a little bit. I'm not afraid to cry out to God. I, I don't think there's any wrong with that. And he said, well, I don't, I don't, I don't get loud like that. I just don't. And and that's okay. Everybody don't, don't get like me, and that's all right. But that man's child was in a car accident. And in the hospital, in the emergency room, as they're standing there, you hear a voice above all the noise in the emergency room saying, God help my son. All of a sudden, he didn't care about who was around because some things are worth fighting for. Hmm. Hmm. Some of us need to allow the enemy to know, you may come, but you're going to get a fight. Yeah, some of us are like, I don't want to tell the devil that. Good night. Pastor, I'm going to have a bad week. You're going to keep having a bad week if you keep letting the devil whip your tail. He'll take you to places you don't want to go, keep you longer than you want to stay, and it's going to cost you more than you want to pay. But we, we sit back. We can sit back and our community and our cities and our country can go the way of the world. I've heard people say it's going to hell in a handbasket. I don't know what a handbasket is, but I can guarantee you the path that we are going on is destruction. He said, that's right. As soon as we get this political uh, affiliation in the office, that will fix everything. No, as soon as we let God be the God of the country, that will be the answer to it all. The answer is not in the White House. It is in the Father's house. I want to share this with you just in case you got a little bit too excited. The Father's house, it must start in the church, and the church isn't a building. The church is the people in the building. I'm going to pass on all the other things I was about to say. But God's looking for some people that will stand up, say, this is my pea patch, this is important you can't have my family you can't have my future you can't have everything you can't have it devil you can't have it some things are worth fighting for but we see our church going back and we see we see I, i will say it we see our churches you say well it's a church it can't be going to hell if it is not preaching the truth, and I'm not saying everybody agree with me. That's not what I'm talking about. But I am saying we have seeker-friendly places that if you uh, want a nice little message, you can hear a nice little speech, and that's great, and you can go home without conviction. That is not God's plan for the church. So we have churches. We have our communities. We have our families. We have cities. We have our country going to hell. While everybody's sitting back. Or what's even worse. We're running. I don't want to get political pastor. I'll just stay over here. I'm not talking about getting political. I'm talking about standing up for truth. I'm not, I, I'm not talking about offending people. I'm talking about standing up for truth. Pastor, I, I just, I don't, I'll go over here. I'll see you on Sunday maybe. I was looking for some people that are going to stand up in the face of adversity and say this, say that I'm going to be like Shammah and I'm choosing to stand in the middle of the pea patch, and I'm going to declare that I'm going to fight, because I've got news for you. The church is worth fighting for. People are worth fighting for. Your families are worth fighting for. Our generation and the next generation are worth fighting for. God is looking for some shammas to stand up and say, I might be the only one in the field. I might be the only one here, and I might have run before, but that was the last time I'm ever running out of this field. I'm standing here, and you If you take me out, you're going to take me out in a body bag or you're going to lose, but somebody is going to fight. Mm. The Bible says Shammah defended the field and struck the Philistines down. But then it says something I need you to notice it. Verse 11, I'm sorry, verse 12. Says and the Lord wrought a great victory. Wait, 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 just a second. Hold on a second. Everybody ran. Shamma stayed and fought by himself with no backup. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Maybe I said that wrong. Because Shammah was in the field, the Bible says the Lord wrought a great victory. Hold on a second. That doesn't make any sense because we have to understand today the reason the Lord can bring a great victory is because there was something inside Shammah that helped him fight that fight. Oh, help me, Jesus. Shamma had to stand and he had to fight. But the Lord wrought a victory. He brought the victory. Somebody say, he brought the victory. You cannot win something you don't fight. Oh, help me, Jesus. This morning, you may feel like you're fighting alone. I don't know about you. Somebody ever feel like you're just fighting by yourself? You you just, ain't nobody with you? Ain't nobody on your side? You're fighting alone. And you might even be outnumbered. It might even look like it's impossible, but I want to tell you this morning, stand in the middle of the field and fight, because there's some things worth fighting for. I'm telling you this morning, there's some things worth fighting for, because if you stand and you fight, I believe God is about ready to bring a great victory. Everybody wants to see the victory. How many likes the victory party? Yeah, we all like the victory party. But the problem is we don't want to fight. I want to celebrate, but I don't want to fight. The Bible didn't say that God came down to Shema and said, Ah, Shema, pea patch keeper. You just stand and you fight, Shema, And I will be with you and I will cover you and we will bring a victory about. No, no, that didn't say that. Didn't say that. That took some courage to stand and fight in the middle of a field. Because Shammah understood that if the enemy took that field, they would have a strategic place to where they can launch all the offensive weapons and offensive uh, attacks against the, the people of Israel. Not only that, he understood that if he didn't stand and fight for that field, that they would have no food and they would starve. Also, he understood today that if he didn't stay in that field, that things could happen as they walked past every time the enemy seen them and every time the people of Israel seen them, they would have fear in their hearts. So Shama knew some things were, were some things were worth fighting for. Some things were worth fighting for. Some things. You may feel outnumbered today. And it may look like it's impossible. It may look like there's nothing you can do. But I want you to know you need to stand and fight. Stand and fight. You say, Pastor, people are laughing because it's a pea patch. But they don't understand it's more than a pea patch. It's a strategic thing. It's a resource thing. And God is waiting for you to keep fighting. I look, look at your neighbor and say, keep fighting. Keep fighting. Don't quit. Don't stop. Don't give up. Don't do it because you feel alone. You keep fighting because the Lord is about ready to bring about a great victory. Do not run. Do not turn your back. Don't fear the enemy because there is a God that is bringing a victory to your house. Here's the thing with Shammah. He's not mentioned in the Bible before these two verses or after these two verses. Two verses. But verse 8 in chapter 23 says something, and I want you to know about Shammah. It says, these be the names of the mighty men who David had. Mighty men. Whom David had. And if you look in there, you'll see throughout the scripture going to verse 11, the Shammah is called one of David's mighty men. Whew. Hold on a second. He was a mighty warrior because he chose to stand in a pea patch and fight for something that others did not see value in. They didn't see the value in it and they turned and run. But Shammah said, there's some things that are worth fighting for. And because he decided to stay in a field and fight, David said, that is a mighty warrior. That is a mighty man of valor. That is one that I I know I can have on my side. The moment Shammah became a mighty warrior wasn't when he was given a special ceremony. It wasn't when he was given a special title. It wasn't when they had a special presentation with a certificate saying, oh, Shammah, you are a mighty warrior. You are a mighty man. No, He didn't say that. What happened was Shammah became a mighty warrior when he stood in the middle of the field, when the Philistines were chasing around, and he said, some things are worth fighting for, and I'm going to stand and fight. You say, Pastor, what does that mean for me? I want you to know this morning that inside of every one of you, there is a mighty warrior that God is waiting to bring out inside. Many will never see that warrior because you choose not to stand in the field and fight. You're too busy running when the enemy comes. But I believe this morning that there are some shamans that are rising up in this house that are saying and declaring, it doesn't matter if the enemy comes or if he goes. I'm going to stand in the field and I'm going to fight the fight. Because some things are worth fighting for. I'm confident this morning. I'm finishing. Dylan, come on. I'm confident this morning that God is about ready to bring about a great victory. But he is not going to do it until you stand in the field and fight. Say, well, this is good, Pastor. Thank you, man. You're sweating up there, and that's good, and getting kind of excited today. That's wonderful. What's worth fighting for in your life? We have relinquished control to the enemy of so many areas of our life because we have chosen not to stand and fight. Our families, well, they're just going to gonna figure it out. Our friends, I want them to see Jesus in me. I'm never going to talk to them about him. I'm never going to invite them to church. I'm never going to actually help them. I'm just going to go to work, and, and that's it. But I want, them to see, how many, I want them to see Jesus in me too. But God will open doors for us to communicate to people about our faith. But but, but but I, I don't want to get in trouble. Because it's not worth fighting for, right? Uh, uh, our kids, they'll, they'll figure it out. I mean, they'll go through what they, you know, they sowing those wild oats. And you wonder why they're reaping a whirlwind. Because you have said, not worth fighting for. Not worth fighting for. My finances are a mess and, and they continue to be a mess. And 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 well, you know, as soon as I get that next paycheck, listen, I understand living paycheck to paycheck. I'm not talking about that. But what I am talking about is fighting for your finances. Fighting for them. You say, well, I fight them every week when they send me a bill. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about fighting for our finances. Saying, I'm going to give God first what's his. And I'm not going to let the enemy have what's his first. That's another message for another day. Well, pastor, there's nothing we can do with our city. I mean, goodness. you, You look at all the folks that are in office, and some of them are believers, and some of them are followers of Christ, and others are voting completely opposite of what I believe. But, yeah, there's nothing I can do. It's not worth fighting for, is it? I mean that's that's the way we're acting god help us god help us i said god help us to stand up in the middle of all of it if nobody else is around us if nobody else agrees with us if nobody else is supporting us i want to be standing in the field and fighting the fight because some things are worth fighting for I don't want to get political. I don't either. I want to get eternal. I don't care if you're Republican or Democrat or Independent. I don't care. I want to get eternal. Our city's worth fighting for. Somebody needs to stand up and say, I'm going to fight. Somebody needs to stand up and say I'm fighting for my family I am fighting for our future I'm fighting for the generation I'm fighting for our city I am fighting for our community I am fighting for our church and if everybody else around me sits if everybody around me runs I'm going to be standing here I may have run before, but I am done running. I said, I am done running, and I am standing, and I'm going to fight. Here's the thing, and I'm going to be done. Shammah was not in the field by accident. God had him strategically placed and he had to make a decision whether he was going to stand. This morning, I need you to understand you are not at your job, you are not in your city, you are not in your church, you are not in your home, you're not in your town, you're not in the store by accident. God has strategically placed you there on purpose. If Shammah had never stood in the field and decided to run like he everybody else did, we would have never heard about him and there would have been a great defeat, not a great victory. But this morning, you've been strategically placed in the spot where you are so that you can stand and be the one that the Lord brings the victory through for your community and your area and your town and the people around you. I put this down. I'm not running. I'm not running. I'm not running because I have too many things that are worth fighting for. If I'm the only one that stands, I will stand and fight till I can't fight no more. Then I'll fight some more. Then I'll fight some more. Your choice. Is whether you're gonna fight for the things that matter or you're gonna choose to run and let the enemy take the things that are the most important. Stand all over this house. Nah, you know what? Nah, stay seated. Stay seated. Do me a favor, stay seated. Stay seated. I I apologize. You stay seated for just a moment. Because here's what we're gonna do this morning it's very simple. And please, if you're not able to stand, I understand that, and I'm not I'm not doing this for that reason. But here's what we're going to do. Instead of giving an altar call, instead of you standing and bowing your head and closing your eyes and, and everybody coming forward and, and all of that, here's what I'm simply going to say is this. If there are people in the house this morning that are making a decision to rise up and be what God has called them to be, to be shama and stand in the middle of all of it and stand in the middle of the field and fight for the things that are important in your life. If that's you, I'm gonna count to three and you can stand. If nobody else other than me and Dot stand up today, that's perfectly fine because I'm still standing. But if you're in the building and you say I'm rising up, I've ran before, but I'm running no more. There's too many things that are worth fighting for. Some things are worth fighting for, and I'm gonna fight. If that's you, stand on the count of three. One, two, three fight my battles I'm gonna fight my battles now you're standing that's amazing thank you so much and more importantly I believe God is ready to bring a victory in the house when you fight today amen that's awesome here's what I want to tell you this morning though hear me with everything in me You can stand, but the enemy needs to know your intentions. I want you today to say, I am fighting for my family. I am fighting for my future. I am fighting for my faith. I am fighting for my church. I am fighting for my daughter. I am fighting for my grandson. I'm fighting for my granddaughter. I'm fighting for my finances. I'm fighting for my city. I'm fighting for our community. I'm fighting for this country and God is ready to bring a great victory. How I fight my battle. Come on, say this is, how this, is how I'm this is how I fight my battles. 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 It may look like. It may look like I'm surrounded but I'm surrounded by you It may look like It may look like I'm surrounded but I'm, I'm surrounded, surrounded by you It may look like I'm surrounded It may look like I'm surrounded but I'm surrounded by you uh, Stop this morning You may feel like you're outnumbered. You may feel like there's no way to bring a victory. You may feel like you don't know if you can fight anymore. But I need you to know today, have the resolve of Shammah. And you stand in the pea patch. And you fight the fight. And you watch God bring a victory in the middle of it. Help me, Jesus. God, help me, Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, you see every person that's standing today. God, I thank you today that they're standing in resolve. They're standing saying they're going to fight because so many things are worth fighting for. Father, some are standing and they've been standing in a field fighting the fight. Some are standing for the first time because they've ran after time and time again when the enemy come, but they're not running anymore. They're standing today they're going to fight now God your word says when Shammah stood and he fought that you brought a great victory and Lord in this house as this people stands and as they fight I pray God you bring a great victory in Jesus name If you believe he's going to do it, can you give him praise? Come on, give him praise. Say, I'm going to fight. Now, hold on. That don't mean you fight with your spouse. I'm going to say, I'm going to fight. I'm going to fight. You can be seated in the house. Be seated. Thank you. Again, thank you for coming this morning. Thank you for joining with us. If you're